Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. I don't think we're here by accident. I don't think any of us are in London by accident. And it's not that I'm saying you're not fulfilling your life. You know, you can have all the money in your world. But if you're not living in your purpose, why did God create me? What What am I here for? Huh? You don't, you're not fulfilled. And if you're not living a life fulfilled, it's grumpy. It's seriously grumpy. Nothing works. So the first thing to me to do is to say to God, I need to know eternally why you have made me, what you have gifted me for, what is my real identity, what is my true identity. When I get to heaven, who will I be in heaven? I'll be me, totally me, spiritual me. So if stuff isn't going the way I think it should go, or it doesn't go as quick as I think it should go, what difference does that make? God's got a plan. He's had a plan for my whole life. Nothing I've ever done has been by accident. So when we look at Adar, we say, and perhaps you can put the slide, the first slide up. Adar is a month in which your true identity should be reflected in a spiritual sense as well as in a physical sense. Now, we are talking about the Hebraic thinking. They live by looking up, and this is preparation because Adar doesn't start yet. It starts in about eight days. But I want you to be ready. I want you to start thinking about who am I? What am I doing? And I don't know about the physical sense. I haven't got the answer for that yet. <laughs> but I, I will tell you this. I have been endeavoring in my physical appearance and what I do and where I live and what I drive and all that kind of stuff to bring God glory. So when I go and I get something, it's not because I want it, my flesh wants it. It does what I'm wearing. It does what I'm doing. Does where I'm living. Does this bring God glory? And where do I get this? From the Hebraic calendar. You can go on the internet and you can be way ahead of me. I'm not a fast learner because I like to walk things out and see what's working. I don't like just taking it for granted. Where does it say that? Why did you say that? You know? So, and it's a month to overturn worry through the release of supply. Now, I think I told you a couple of weeks back, we were blessed with a donation at the Prayer Foundation, which is the ministry we have lived with for several years before we took on the leadership of the church. And we always thought there would be a church in our midst, but it's actually running two different charities, okay, side by side, or one in front, one fellowship, whatever. But it's a month to overturn worry. So we were blessed and the church is blessed. We're blessed people. We are blessed. Sometimes you've got to fight for your inheritance. Hey, and you really do sometimes. Sometimes it gets right in your face. Who do you think you are? I know who I am and I know what I've seen and I know where I'm going. And you've got to be quick. And I know that God is Jehovah Jireh. I know he will provide for me. He will do it more and more. Some people just know that. 
other people take time or they think you're ornery or full of it or just after the money stuff. No, you're not. You just understand. Even the Jews are provoked. I mean, I know when I was like in L.A. several years ago, and God just provided. A friend of mine said, oh, you need to just drive my car. And I went to this bar mitzvah, and I pulled up in this Mercedes and got out. You know, actually, I didn't get out. I pulled up, and I wasn't sure if it was the place. And all these people were just looking at me. And I realized afterwards it was friends of mine who were Jewish, and the Lord spoke that word to me about the Jews being provoked. The glory of God is something that is tangible when you sing. And you've got to wait. And when you move out in the spirit, you've got to wait for that alignment. And so my, I feel like in teaching right now to help you grow is hopefully as you learn, is this going to work for me? You know, do I look at the Gregorian calendar where January the 1st, I say, woohoo, you know, new year. And I'm like, huh? The new year started in October. Because that's when the Jewish New Year starts. And it's how sensitive are you to the realm of the spirit? So I think you told me the other day, Manuel, that your wife and your daughter were working this out. I've, I'm trying to work it out too. It's quite different. It changes your thinking. I heard somebody say, God is a Hebrew. And I thought, how do you get that? Maybe he does think Hebraically. So I thought, that's when I started a few years back, just very quietly, just looking and learning. Now I'm getting it down to month by month, season by season. Adar 1 and Adar 2 actually cover about eight weeks. I think we didn't put the dates on here, maybe. Oh, yeah, we did, February the 10th to April the 8th. So you can say, well, what's Adar all about? Well, are you worrying about money? This is a good time to overturn it and say, no, the Lord is my shepherd. I do not lack. Fight back with what you think. Think good thoughts. We're learning the basics of thinking good thoughts. It's a month for you to develop your strategy for winning your war. What about if you say, but my dreams feel like they've died. No, they haven't. They've never died. If God gave them, the Bible says, a vision is for an appointed time. It's, it's a timing with God. The tribe of Issachar had understanding of the time. You have to start saying, I have understanding of God's timing. It's not Rod's time to die. It's not my time. It's not our time to be gone from here. We're just about to step into the fullness. So let's learn. Okay, okay, it's cold right now and, and people in the atmosphere get chills and goodness knows what, flus and stuff. But it's our time to move. It's a timing issue, okay? So it says, don't let the giants produce fear in you. Who's the giant in your life? Who's the big thing in your life that frightens you? Okay, so like I've said, it's no good being a Sunday morning Christian. You have to handle the Monday morning challenges and the challenges of running things and being obedient to God and being good steward of things. That's what's hard. Okay, so when you become aware of all of this, you realize that God's a creator. 
And he's made you. How many people in here are born again? You're born again. So you're what? A new creation. So a new creation in Christ means I must be Christ-like in every situation. Do I always get it right? No. I'm just the same as you on a bad morning. Trying to get stuff done. <laughs> trying to get stuff done. Second Corinthians 5.17. You can read the whole chapter, but it says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature. You have to say, I'm new. I'm born for a purpose. You have to hold your ground. You've let a lot of, we let a lot of junk into our heads. And we start speaking out of our minds. I've done that. I don't care if you've tried victory 150 times. You have to try it 151 times. It doesn't change. I have to keep giving. At Christmas, God really dealt with me about giving. Give. I'm like, I am giving. I'm giving all I've got. No, you're not. And then he took me to something I had that I had highly treasured for years and years and years. And he's like, give it away. I'm like, are you joking? No, give it away because you put your trust in that more than you put your trust in me. And I was shocked. But God has a way of dealing with our hearts. Why? Because he is the Lord of our hearts. Okay, old things have passed away, it says. The previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. I wouldn't have gone years ago to Camden Lock and started spouting off about having an eternal identity. My friends would have thought I was nuts. I mean, as it is, some of them still think I'm nuts. I don't care. I know that when I have an eternal identity my spiritual identity is okay this realm is subject to change it's not easy to explain it because if you don't spend a lot of time in the other realm singing worshiping thanking celebrating rejoicing being aggressively intentional about being who you are, you'll spend a lot of time in the old person trying to think it all through, figure it all out, you know. And all the brain time you use is just in the realm of doubt and unbelief. And the more you think, the worse it'll get. Unless you've learned to capture your thoughts. Unless you've learned, like this whole thing that's going on worldwide at the moment, transition, change. You're like, well, how do I change? Well, you just don't think like natural people think. You don't believe everything you see on a bus going by. You take it, you check it out with your heart, with the Bible. You have the Bible in your heart. You have God's word in your heart. And you say, am I living aligned to God's word? So you say, well, why do you think, why are you on about the Jewish thing? Because I recognize, and if you pray a little and fast a little, the Jews and Israel are coming up to the forefront. We're in a time of history when we need to start honoring what should be honored. And Israel needs to be honored. Galatians 6.15, and it says, guard yourself from idolatry. I don't know what's idolatry to you. 
Maybe you can put up Galatians 6.15. But neither is there circumcision anything of any importance nor uncircumcision, but only the only thing that's important is a new creation, which is the result of a new birth, a spiritual transformation. It's having a new nature. I've got a new nature. If you don't focus on the new nature, you're missing it. I've got a new nature in God. And I come from that standpoint of that new nature. I know God can do this. I know this Goliath of the music kingdom is huge. I know. I was expecting it just to fall into my hands. Has anything else fallen into my hands? No, I've had to pray hard and walk in the spirit in obedience. And then God manifests. But if you want in the natural realm things to change, you have to change the way you think, the way you look at things. You seriously do. I know I sound like do-do-do, but, you know, that's just the way it is. You're a new person. My uh, family, when I came back from uh, America on September the 15th, 1983, my sister Sue, she said, I just said, oh my gosh, it's so green everywhere. Well, I'd been living in LA for eight years. Nothing was green in LA except Bel Air and Beverly Hills Gardens, lots of water being used. Everything was like sandy everywhere. And I used to go out to the desert a lot. Or I used to go to the beach all the time, every Saturday. I was a single parent, for goodness sake, come on. And I came back here and I just said to her, oh, wow, it is so green. I mean, she's looking at me like her sister. I am now born again, spirit-filled, have gone to heaven, gone to hell. I am not the same as the person who left. On the outside, I look similar, except I'm Californiaized. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting, you see, how, you, how do you look at life? Do you look at it as your... You know, life is eternal. Or do you think you're here for a short while? What's morbid about talking about life and death to people? People who look at their life as, oh my gosh, I'm in my 60s or 70s or 80s or not. I'm gonna. Hello? (laughs) You're not if you're a born-again Christian. You're already in eternity. You're in eternity, and you had this season to, like, was it Bob Jones said, have you learned how to love? I'm still learning. That's a huge thing for me. I'm still learning. If you think you've made it because you have all the answers, because you're the big love woman or the big love guy or whatever, you know, you haven't because we always are learning about love. Anyway, let's go to slide two. Slide two. Adar is also a time for decree. How many of you have ever read the book of Esther? And you know a little bit about her story. She was an amazing woman. I mean, she had faith. And thank God we're going to teach a bit on faith. Because faith comes by what? And obeying. That's how faith comes. Because you kind of obey the faith you've heard. And you walk and you feel a bit alone. Because maybe people think you should be doing this or be doing that. But you haven't got that deep down, you know. You've just got what you know to do. 
So I would say to you this morning, walk in the faith that you know that you have. Now, come on, really walk in it, because some of you I know aren't. God has no limits to what he can do. But we have limits. I think, you know, I work with people and they're like, well, you don't have the money in the bank. What's that ever got to do with anything I do? I've never done anything because I had the money in the bank or all the conditions were right. I've never. When God put it on my heart to do things, I just did them. Jamie, my son, when he was here, he said, well, Mom, you used to come out with all guns blazing. It doesn't seem like you do anymore. And I said, well, maybe I'm saving it. Maybe the cannon is just getting stirred up. When the cannon blasts, look out. You know, I'm not done. But anyway, Esther, Adar was is a time of decrees set against you to be broken. Now, Esther did this through her faith and boldness to stop the mouth of Haman. What did Haman do? He was her biggest enemy. So anyway, Esther 9.1 was very, reading the book of Esther, and I don't have time to do it all today because it really is, there's a lot, there's a lot, it's a whole message, Esther, the book of Esther. But if you want to read about overcoming, read the book of Esther. In Esther 9.1, the Jews destroy their enemies. Now, this is kind of interesting. I was reading this morning. If you just want to turn over for a minute. I just love the way God is. You know, he just has wonderful. Psalm 3. How many of you know it's February the 3rd? And it's okay to read Psalm 3. I was reading Psalm 3 this morning, verse 7. And it says, You have struck all my enemies on the cheek. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. And I thought, oh, that's a good way to look at it. You know, see, God will just continue to change the way you look at things. We get afraid of our enemies, you know, coming against us. I know when I get, when I think about renting Hyde Park, and I I was thinking the other day about, I woke up, actually, I'd been in a dream about Hyde Park, and I was thinking about the music and the worship and what God has said to me about it and spoken to me where I have to wait for things to happen. And it looks like a million miles away from it now. But I looked at this this morning, and I thought, you've struck all my enemies on the cheek. You know, that hurts. I mean, do you look at your enemies like, who's your enemy for a start? I'm not your enemy because I speak the truth in love. So, how do you look at the future? How do you look at things that come against you? Do you look at them like God has smote them on the cheek for you? God's my protector. I don't assume everybody looks at it like that. What does the word say? The word says... Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheek. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. That seems kind of out there. Come on, let's pray in the spirit. Push against your enemies right now. Come on, push. Push. Push against the enemies that would distract us because God wants you to hear about the month that we're about to go into he doesn't want you to fall in victory in your mindset this is a time where roots of depression and despair can break through into faith let's break through into faith let's break through into faith 
Okay, Philippians 4. It says in the King James, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Do you have requests? I know I do. Unto God. Help me, God. Help me get through this. Why? And like Rod said earlier, don't ask why. You know, God will guide you and show you and bring you through the chaos you know, he, he showed me clearly what to do and what to pray about certain things like Brexit and stuff like that. God shows me. In the Amplified, Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, by definite requests and thanksgiving, continue to make your wants made known to God. But I, you see, I know there was a time when it looked like we shouldn't stay, we've moved in our positions as leaders, being, God put us as pastoral leadership to stand in the gap for you. But we also had the prayer foundation. And there was a time when God asked me to choose, what, what are you what do you what do you want see what i'm trying to say is make your wants made known to god there's a time when god watches and just kind of keeps his eyes on you to see if he can show himself strong on your behalf what do you want don't keep whining and hoping and clinging what do you want do you want to move on from what's happened to you do you want to move into... God knew that was going to happen the day you were born. Huh? He knew. He knows the future. I think things should happen much quicker. And him and I talk about it. And so that's why I'm learning about the timing. To be more patient. Let patience have its perfect work. Because why? God's got a big plan for our lives. And he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts, not just plans. You look up the word, it means thoughts. I know the thoughts I have towards you. That's why I pray Proverbs 16, 3. God caused my thoughts to become agreeable to your will. So my plans succeed. I know I prayed a prayer. Don't you have anything for my life? And I ended up working for the Beatles in 1967. You know, when I look back now, that was pretty miraculous. At the time, I just thought it was a job. I didn't take it very seriously. I just went over to Hilly House and walked in and thought, that's my desk and it's my job. Oh, she said, 200 girls we've interviewed this one. I said, I don't, you know, inside my inside talk was like, I could care less if you've interviewed a thousand girls. It's my job. Didn't you get it? I knew God had answered prayer. You've got to get, when you get alone with God, say, what's my purpose? Don't you have anything for my life? I can't tell you that's a scriptural prayer. I can't tell you where that is. I just, is this you? I mean, him and I have a relationship. I had a dream in, in, in years ago about coming over a hedge 
into Robin's house years ago. Gosh, 25, 30 years ago. And I said, I have no idea what this means. But as clear as anything, I saw Rod and I, we just got over this hedge. Well, we moved into London. We were driving backwards and forwards. We were helping Commonwealth Church get established at St. Mark's Mayfair. We knew it wasn't forever, but it was there for a season and we were there. But it moved us into London. And after we'd been there a few months, I thought, gosh, you know, this has gone on too long. We need to change. The Holy Spirit started changing things and we found a flat round the corner, not very far away, that we moved into. And I remember the first morning I left the flat after we'd moved in and I drove around the block and I came back and I suddenly saw it. I'd never seen the sign before. It said the Goshen Estate. And I thought, what? And God said, I'm bringing you into a new level. And I just had shivers. I was like, oh my gosh. It's like, I didn't feel like it, but it was because we're a new creation. And I kept thinking, this is Goshen, this is Goshen, this is Goshen. And it was just a very ordinary flat, really, but you really turned my mind. Robin said to me, feels peaceable. That's a really, peace is an umpire. Do you have peace? Do you have peace about your job? Do you have peace about what you do each day? Does God break through each day? So Colossians 2.7 says, Having been deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing in gratitude. When you start saying, Oh, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for this. That's when things start changing. Listen, I have to tell myself that. You might look at the same pile of papers. I've been shuffling papers for weeks amidst everything else I do. And all I seem to do is move them from one place to another. Now I've got to actually go through the pile. I've got to get through the pile. And then I think everything will be all right. No, everything will be all right now. When I start saying, thank you, you've gifted me for a purpose. You've gifted me for a plan. We must shift from this natural realm. We're not any longer in the natural realm. We're spirit beings who've been made spiritual creatures who understand the words of our mouth take us where we're going. We understand a lot of things what we think, what we say, and what we do. And we, as we understand that, we move forward. We make progress. Am I, am I always doing Habakkuk? Whatever Habakkuk, however you like to say it. Am I always saying, thank you, God, I'm making spiritual progress on my high places? I remind myself several times, you better start doing Habakkuk right now. And I think, okay, thank you. Thank you, but this is really tough. This has been a really tough season. This transition, can you just get it over with? And God's, no, he's not in a hurry because he's got all of eternity. I'm like, but it's not fair. I'm trying to explain a realm that most people have never even thought about. 
There's a realm that we can, a realm of glory that we are to walk in on the earth that is coming and we touch it, but grasping it, getting it on the inside of us, is because we've got to treasure his word. We've got to go back to simple things in every single area. Okay, let's put up slide three. This is a month to stand firm and allow God's work, his divine nature to be formed in your innermost being. Oh, you think you've so got it all right. I've got it all right and everybody else is wrong. I'm just a peaceable person. You know, some of the most peaceable people I've ever met have the worst tempers. May only come out once a year, but wow, when it comes out, it's vindictive and aggressive and very erroneously wrong. Very wrong. I'm sorry. Okay, there is a real difference in what's deep down on the inside when it comes out. So Ephesians 6.10 tells us, okay, and we need to learn how to pray. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him. Be empowered through your union with him and in the power of his boundless might. Put on the full armor of God, for his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavily armed soldier. Some of you have heard me say, I am heavily armed this morning. Why? Because I know I'm standing. I'm heavily armed so that I am able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and strategies and deceits of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. That's not the struggle. The struggle is what spirit, what spirit are you under? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness. Wickedness. Wickedness and the supernatural. That's why the worship is so great. It's so great to come in and see not just people singing songs well, but victoriously victoriously worshipping wherever we are. Listen, these guys have challenges before they get up here. And they do have to learn how to pray and rise up above your circuit. We have to, I have to learn. I'm still learning how to pray and rise up over circumstances. Oh, the world comes right in at you. And I have to remind myself, this is the world. This is not the world I belong to. And I'm longing, I am passionately longing for the media gate to open up, not for everything to be all angels floating on clouds, but for truth. Because I have so many lies. And listen, I've always been taught, and I believe it's the truth, if a person lies once about something, they'll lie about big things. So you can't really trust, but you can trust God. God doesn't lie. Okay, God doesn't say, oh, I was just kidding. I'll take away sickness in the midst of you. He will do it. He will do it. He will take it away. Huh? But you have to learn how to pray. No matter how stretching your faith, what is before you appears, you have to just rise up. I think sometimes it's totally impossible. But look, we walked into... uh, where was it, that place? 
Camden lot. And the guy starts hammering just as I'm talking. And we're doing it live, you know. And I'm like, okay, we'll just use the word. The word's a hammer. Bring it back. You've got to be quick. You've got to be quick to bring the natural back. There's a spiritual realm. There's a spiritual realm. Is it spiritual, everything that happens? Well, I tend to think it is. Because first it happens in the spiritual realm, then it comes down to the natural. And I always remember walking along with John Dawson, taking him into Parliament. He used, well, I don't know what he is now, but he was one of the CEOs of YWAM, Youth with a Mission. It's a world missionary organization. And he said, when they start legislating darkness, the next place after that is civil riots on the street. And I remember just looking at him with big eyes thinking, what are you talking about? Well, it's true. When you start legislating darkness, the next step forward after that is riots. It's unrest on the streets. Do we... Uh, do we understand? Are we like Issachar? Do we have understanding of the times? Yeah, we do. So let's let's be aware as we move into these next few days coming up to Easter, to resurrection life. We are new creations. Let's hold on to that. We have eternal view. We don't have a, just a view of now. Okay, let's go to... Slide four and finish this up. And I've said, let's receive fresh understanding. God is, I'm just going to have some water, I'm a bit dry. I've said, we are new creations, right? Who do we serve? We serve a creator. I think sometimes... We're on the earth, we're kept on the earth in our little boxes with all we know, all we know, all we grew up with, that kind of thing, okay? And that one's got nothing on it, so we'll put that one back. <laughs> You're looking, what's she doing now? Okay, so you've got, to, you've got to release the anointing that God's given you. You've each been given a little measure of faith, and you can develop it. But sometimes, you know, it's like, ask God to put your life together, and he will do. Get creative. Get creative with the creative. What would you like to do now? I had no money. I had nothing. I had borrowed. My friend was pregnant, and she said, you can just drive my Porsche. And I thought, okay, I don't really like Porsches. Sorry. It's a boy thing. They're not a girl thing. They're not that comfortable. So I had this Porsche, and I would drive it like a Porsche, broom, broom, like all that. We would get back on the car thing. But um, listen, I had nothing. But God took me down to this house, half a million dollar condominium in Laguna at the time. (coughs) I looked out. Here was a wall next to the bedroom in Reseda. You have to kind of understand it's like <clears throat> maybe being in Finchley. Oh, no, I get in trouble now, don't I? But whatever. It's like being in a kind of no man's land, an apartment building. And, but I couldn't see the brick wall. I could only see boats on an ocean. 
And Jamie was about three years old, and I kept saying to him, don't you see that boat? And he'd look at me like, poor kid, you know. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd get angry. Could you not see the boat? I could see a boat. Anyway, we were, we were there. You've got to see what can't be seen. That's what I'm trying to spit out. Okay, just don't get depressed and think on whatsoever things are pure and just and honest and of a good report. If there'd be any virtue, if there'd be any praise, if there's any strength in it, think about something good. Don't you think God's got something good planned for you? Ephesians 3.20 says, you haven't even thought. You haven't even dreamed. You haven't even asked in your highest prayer. God's got some great stuff ahead for you, great stuff. So we can look up, we can think up, we can be up people. huh? We, can't, we don't have to be know-it-all. We can be encouraging. Go encourage somewhere to encourage one another. Each of you have a great job to fulfill, and it all fits into a great plan. And we, because we believe that, quote, as a church, as a family, we can help each other. It's not difficult to kind of schlep stuff here and there. Look, we're right across the street from her backyard. Don't you pray for the queen? That must have been a real shake-up when Prince Philip had that accident in Norfolk, Sandringham. I can imagine, and because he's in his, he's 99? 97? He's 99. Who's 97? What? I didn't hear it. What? She's... Who's 97? I thought he was 99. 97. Well, I don't say... Oh. <laughs> You're not 99. Well, <laughs> okay, sorry. No, sorry, we just sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. Lord, we ask you now in Jesus' name to help them all, Megan, have birth, the baby, and, and all of the junk that comes against them. Father, we just know that we're here to pray blessings of heaven upon her majesty and the duke, and we thank you, Father. You're going to be satisfying him with long life. Long life, long life, long life, long life, long life, long life, long life. So what are we coming into this time? We're coming into a time of receiving some fresh understanding. Maybe it hasn't worked out the way you thought it was going to work out. But that's okay. God knows. May we receive fresh understanding and knowledge to celebrate who you are. Who is God to you? You know, if God is just a religious figure with a white beard and white hair and looks like Moses and sits on a chair and looks down at you and is going to fry you like bacon at the first opportunity, that's not God. I have to say... When people say God is so big, what they mean is his influence is so big. He's not so huge. He's just so powerful. His influence is in everything you can ask it. So let's ask God into everything 
that we are called to do. We are a church of destiny. We are a people of destiny. Why do people come to the church and then they leave and then they want to come back? Because we are family. We're trying our best to live and pray for each other and connect internationally and be who God says we are. John 21, John 14, 21. People who love God treasure his word. And he comes and he reveals himself. Come on, God, I need you to reveal yourself. Big time, really big time. And he he just tells me to look the other way and that Christ is being formed in our hearts and I've got to get my focus right. I've got to keep my focus right. And I, I, I do not have to be put down. I do not have to live put down. God says I'm the head and not the tail, and I have to be the head and see, well, what do you say? He's chosen me. God has chosen me. I didn't choose him. He chose me. That's what it says. So it's kind of amazing. So there's always always something fresh you can get up and pray tomorrow. Lord, change me. Lord, change the way I look at life. There's always, every day you get up, Lord, don't let me think I've got it all right. You know? There's a reason things happen. There's a reason things happen. God, change me. Change the way I look at life. Change the way I look at other people. Change the way I am. Change me, God. Change me. We always think everyone should think the way we think, but they don't. Everyone should look at life the way we look at life, but that's not what happens. And what do we do? We want to stand. This is a month to stand against poverty and poor health and be in faith and believe that we receive God's plans to prosper and heal us. So would you stand up for a minute? Yeah, come play. We're nearly done. Okay. So we're heading into Adar. We're heading into this time. Okay. We're heading into this time. And just prepare yourself mentally. Just prepare your spirit. Just prepare that the biggest thing against you can be conquered. God can hit that thing on the cheek. Just know that in your roots, maybe you have never really looked at it all. Let the Holy Spirit just move. Let him just move. Oh, Father, we thank you that we're coming into such amazing healing, such amazing growth, such incredible times. Thank you. Thank you that you've handpicked people and a place us to walk and us to be. Thank you that multiple healings are going to begin to start taking place right in the midst of us. No one's going to get any glory. No one's going to have prayed the right prayer. It's all going to be about you.
because your presence brings healing. Your presence brings us into the future. Your presence is everything. You know the time. You know that you've given us dreams and visions for an appointed time, and they're all going to fit together. And we're not going to worry. We're not going to be pushy or anything. I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've gifted us with everything we ever need. There are things that we want. Each of us want things to happen. A better home, a better life, a better job, a better car, whatever it is. There are things that we want people to meet, people to connect, people to finish things. We thank you, Father. Come on, we're just beginning to kind of scratch the surface in the realm of the Spirit. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 